and a pleasant good afternoon to you wherever you may be however you may be listening this is indeed the shukri right show on 91.5 fm wmfo in medford touch free from radio streaming nationwide on the tuning radio app and globally on wmfo.org wherever you may be however you may be listening thank you for making this show part of your afternoon happy new year to you happy new year to your families happy new year to your loved ones it's a crazy crazy day and a crazy 24 hours we'll get to all of it as much as i possibly can during the course of the next hour i will be talking about what happened yesterday in the last segment of the show but i want to start the show talking about some baseball and i want to have the opportunity to talk about the moves that the Padres have made while I was away. And as always, you can call and leave a voice message at 855-915-WMFO, 855-915-9636. One thing about me, and you'll learn this with time as time goes on, is that I absolutely love baseball. Baseball is the first sport that I actually fell in love with. I love hockey. I'll talk hockey on this program. I love the NFL. But I absolutely love baseball to the core. Although baseball in itself has driven me absolutely off the wall at times, the love for the sport is still very much there, and it's strong. When you watch small market teams improve, whether it be through drafting, replenishing the farm system, improving the major league roster, I can't help but to look at that particular team with a little sparkle in the eye. And I look at that team and I say, this is a team that I'm going to absolutely look out for. Going into 2020, that team was the Chicago White Sox. And that Chicago White Sox team is a team that is still on the rise in the American League. Now, in the National League... That team, without question, in my mind, is the San Diego Padres. Man, if 2020 was any indication as to how good the San Diego Padres can be, and frankly, possibly will be in the next few years, we are all going to be in for quite a treat. Let me tell you something that you probably haven't heard yet. The San Diego Padres will overtake the Los Angeles Dodgers as the best team in the National League in the next two years. Mark my words. I know the Dodgers, they have the big payroll, they have the stars, but you look at the San Diego Padres, and if you're a Dodger fan listening to this program, let me tell you this. The Padres should actually scare you. Let me tell you why. In case if you haven't heard, the Padres went out and bolstered their rotation in a big way. They first went out and acquired Blake Snell, the ace of the Tampa Bay Rays, in a trade with the Tampa Bay Rays. And they followed that up with a deal with the Chicago Cubs to bring right-hander Hugh Darvish, who, by the way was just the runner-up for the 2020 National League Cy Young Award. And what's even amazing about this is that this is all on the heels of the Padres losing Mike Clevenger for the 2021 season. 
that in itself is astonishing when you consider that Clevenger was acquired at the trade deadline for the San Diego Padres to be a big piece for them moving forward. And the Padres knew that they were going to be without Clevenger once they found out the extent of the injury. They said, you know what? We're not going to stand pat and stand idle. We are going to be aggressive. We're going to make deals that's going to improve our ball club moving forward. (laughs) Did they ever? Did they ever? Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. The Padres rotation right now should absolutely scare you, especially if you're a Dodger fan. This Padre rotation is young. They have a lot of guys who could throw 95 and up. And just to give you an example of who I'm talking about, Darvish can still get this fastball up there. Blake Snell from the left side can throw 95 and up. Chris Paddock, great, great power stuff all the way through and through. And Dennison Lemet, who I wholeheartedly believe that he has a chance to be an impact player in this rotation. And that's all without Mike Clevenger, who will miss the 2021 season. But imagine if you had a healthy Mike Clevenger on just how terrifying that pitching rotation alone on paper can be for the San Diego Padres. I'm telling you right now, the Padres already in itself, they are going to challenge the Los Angeles Dodgers in the National League West in 2021. You're going to have a 162-game season. This will not be a truncated 60-game season like it was in 2020. So it is going to be a dogfight between the Dodgers and the Padres in 2021. Listen, the Dodgers, they are still the class of the National League West. I'm not disrespecting the Dodgers one bit as they are the defending World Series champions, and rightfully so. I like the Dodgers in terms of talent, in terms of what they have on this roster. From the Cody Bellingers of the world to Mookie Betts of the world. You talk about the pitching. It's clear that Walker Buehler has become the ace of the staff. Clayton Kershaw, a future Hall of Famer. Still a very good pitcher in his own right. The Dodger bullpen. They they will be okay come 2021. I like Urias. I like Baez. I like the closer Kenley Jansen. They still have pieces to contend in the National League West. This isn't a question about whether if the Dodgers will still continue to go unchallenged in the West. It's a point of the Padres are now that threat to the Dodgers in the National League West. That division is no longer a one-team wrecking crew, the Dodgers, as it has been for the last several years. Sorry, but the fact of the matter is that the Dodgers... And all of the glory that they have in terms of finally winning the World Series, finally getting the big fish almost a year ago and acquiring rookie bets from the Boston Red Sox. The Padres are that team. And here's why the Padres, in my opinion, are going to absolutely be scary. Just thinking about just the talent in the rotation for the Padres. 
By the way, Lamette, Snell, and Darvish, they are three of the 11 pitchers with at least 140 innings and have averaged at least 11 strikeouts per nine innings from 2019 to 2020. This is not a soft contact pitching staff. This is a pitching staff that can strike guys out that have the stuff to win in postseason baseball. And I will say this here, and I will be very consistent about this very point. Power pitching wins in October. It matters. History has proven that again and again and again. You need power pitching to win in October. Well, what what recent examples can I think of? No problem. 2003, the Florida Marlins, Josh Beckett, the rookie Dontrell Willis. 2004, you look at the Boston Red Sox, Kurt Schilling, Pedro Martinez. 2001, arguably the greatest one-two punch that we've seen in our lifetime. Kurt Schilling and Randy Johnson. By the way, believe both guys struck out over 300 batters each that season. And in recent memory, you talk about the 2009 Yankees. You talk about guys like CeCe Sabathia in the prime of his career. A.J. Burnett as well. The point is, you need power pitching to win in October. It matters. The Padres, <laughs> they have no shortage of power pitchers who can strike guys out, as I mentioned, in Lamette, Blake Snell, and Hugh Darvish. And then, oh, by the way, Chris Paddock, Adrian Morejon, Mackenzie Gore, Joey Lucchesi, and Ryan Weathers. They're going to be battling out for the final two spots in that rotation. But when I tell you that this Padres team in 2021, just the pitching alone, and I haven't even talked about their lineup, but the pitching alone should scare the rest of the National League if they all can stay healthy and that they can perform at a high level in a way that I think that they can and I, I believe that they can. This is one team in the West that is going to give the Dodgers the run for their money. And position players. <laughs> I mean, Manny Machado, we know what he can do offensively. He can give you 30 home runs. He can give you 100 runs batted in. Eric Hosmer. And then Fernando Tatis Jr. This kid is absolutely special. It's only a matter of time before the San Diego Padres lock him up to a long-term deal. It's not a matter of if, it's when. In fact, I was just reading this the other day that the Padres, after making those two big deals to acquire Hugh Darvish and Blake Snell, that the Padres, they are going to be looking to extend Fernando Tatis Jr. So that should be great news for the San Diego Padres fan base. And it wouldn't surprise me that they get a deal done sooner than later. But man, you look at the 2021 upcoming baseball season, it is going to be exciting. It's going to be very exciting. It's puzzling that the hostile season has been as quiet as it's been so far. Much has been made about where's Trevor Bauer going to sign? 
where is George Springer going to sign? You know, we haven't heard a peep. And so much has been made about the New York Mets and their, and their rich owner, Steve Cohen. He's going to go out and sign all the big fish in the free agent market. Radio silence. We are now in early January, and neither guy has been signed yet. And then, oh, by the way, spring training starts in a month. Spring training starts in a month's time. And the hot stove season hasn't really gone off to the blazing start that I had hoped. So, should you be concerned as a baseball fan? I wouldn't say necessarily concerned, but you should be asking questions as to why that is. I understand the pandemic and its financial ramifications that it's had on Major Baseball. But you'd think that teams would be willing to spend but you haven't seen that so far. I'd wonder why, but I think the obvious answer is that with the lack of revenue coming in from the gate in terms of the lack of fans, all 30 teams in Major League Baseball took a financial loss in 2020. All of them did, which means teams are not going to be inclined to spend as much, if at all, as previous off-seasons. I'm not surprised, but I would think that if you are any of those teams out there, even the Padres, why not take a run at a guy like Trevor Bauer? You can never have too much pitching, right? I mean, what do you have to lose? You've already proven that you're willing to make the trade. Why not go out there and make the signing? After all, Can you imagine the following for the Padres? Bauer, Darvish, Snell, Paddock. Do you not understand just how frightening that one through four could possibly be? And then, oh, by the way, Trevor Bauer's success in 2020 is no fluke at all. Absolutely no fluke at all. And then you go into a picture-friendly ballpark that is Petco Park. Success in a spacious outfield. And this is a guy that can strike guys out, as evident by his strikeouts per nine innings, and that he does not give up a whole lot of runs either. That could be a possible win win situation for the San Diego Padres, but Padre fans can only imagine. Listen, baseball, baseball is everything to me. And just talking about it alone. Makes me excited, makes me giddy, makes me fired up for the upcoming season. And guess what? I'll be the first to tell you that baseball is going to have some compelling storylines in 2021. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of how good this Padres team can be in the National League West. I fully expect them to be a contender. I expect them to win the division. I expect the Padres to dethrone the Los Angeles Dodgers and win the National League West in 2021. I have very little reason to believe that will happen. The Dodgers, with all due respect, I think they're going to take a step back in 2021. Early? Yeah. Early prediction? Sure. Take it for what it's worth. But the fact of the matter is, 
The Padres, I expect them to win the National League West in 2021. Coming up next, why one college football head coach was better off by not giving any bulletin board material as motivation to the other team. I'll tell you exactly who I'm talking about right here on the Shukri Wright Show on 91.5 FM, WMFO in Medford. This is Shukri Wrights. You are listening to 91.5 FM, WMFO in Medford. Touch Street Farm Radio streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org. Available as always as podcast on iHeartRadio. game controller down for a second. I can talk and play. Oh, I'm totally annihilating this punk kid in Nebraska. I just feel like you're not acting like a grown-up in our relationship. M2, M2. Well, you know, you still ride your skateboard to work. There's the comic book collection, the race car bed. Look, I'm young at heart, but I put money to my 401k every paycheck. I picked up a few savings tips at feedthepig.org. I have control of my financial life now, and that feels pretty grown up. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. For free ideas and easy tips on ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. So, I bet I look like a grown up to you now. Well, except for the footy pajamas, I'd have to agree. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. John, we can't keep putting this off. Okay, I'll clean the gutters. I'm talking about your dad. Well, what can we do? He wants to stay in his house. We can make his house safer. Yeah, I worry about the steps. Perfect world, there are no steps, but he does have steps. And that banister only goes halfway up. And all those little throw rugs are falls waiting to happen. So what about his prescription meds? If he forgets and takes them twice, he could get really dizzy. Right. We could get him one of those daily pill counters. And he should have some sturdy hand grips in the bathroom and shower. This is all easy to do. You know he's a proud guy. He's not going to take all our fussing lying down. That's the idea. For older people, falling and breaking a hip can be devastating. For more tips on making homes safer, visit orthoinfo.org falls. A message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons and the Orthopedic Trauma Association. Now please clean the gutters. Just be careful on the ladder. This is the city where danger lurks. Today, a new creature walks among us, causing fear, mayhem, and injury. Stay back, children. Look out for the dreaded digital deadwalkers. They're not looking out for you. With faces pressed against their little handheld devices, they put all good citizens in harm's way. Hey, pal. Pardon you. The digital deadwalkers are multiplying. Until their behavior patterns can be modified, the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons warns all innocent people to stay alert. Better yet, to step up and speak out. Ugh. Hey, dude, I'm walking here. Oh, uh, sorry, I didn't see you. 
a public service message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons who want to keep everyone well connected with healthy bones. Welcome back to the Shukri Wright Show on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford Touch Freeform Radio. Streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org, wherever you may be. However you may be listening, thank you for making this show part of your Thursday evening. Very happy to be back to, to celebrate uh, the return of the show. And as well as start off the new year on the right note. So with that being said, I want to go over a couple of uh, housekeeping items in regards to the Sugar Right Show. You can listen to every broadcast of the Sugar Right Show on iHeartRadio as part of the Sugar Rights Podcast on iHeartRadio. It's also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor as well. Now, I want to talk about one particular story from college football from a week ago. That really got me saying to myself, <laughs> oh man, you got to love how karma comes back to bite you in the rear end, right? Ohio State versus Clemson. And although I could sit here and talk about the X's and O's or what happened during the game as Justin Field looked absolutely phenomenal, but that's not really where I want to lead this conversation. And this is because... Life has an interesting way of teaching us lessons when we need to learn. And sometimes talking excessively is not necessarily the best thing. It's not the best course of action. Especially if you're a head coach of a dominant football program, you need to be looking for ways to gain a competitive Advantage, And I'm not talking by cheating. I'm talking finding ways to give your team an opportunity to win games. Now, Dabble Sweeney, I get it. The man has won a couple of national championships in college football the last few years. 2016, 2018. I'll give him that. Fine. But disrespecting your opponent is never a good idea in any sport. Especially in football where I will tell you that any football team is looking for any sort of motivation to go out and really dominate, completely destroy their opponent. Dabble Sweeney thought he was above it all, apparently, when he went out and proclaimed that Ohio State was the 11th best team in the country oh is that so because last time i checked ohio state the last couple of years have been consistently been among the best teams in college football now i get that 2020 there was nothing remotely normal about the year about the college football season that was i get all of that fine but don't sit here and disrespect your opponent by saying that they're beneath us. Because that's exactly what he was saying. Although he didn't say it verbatim. But he went out there and said, well, this team is beneath us. They're, they're not among the top four teams in the country that's playing for a national title. Oh, really? So now, you give Ohio State, you give Justin Fields the extra ammunition to go out there 
and perform at a high level in which it turned out to be pretty historic, if I'm being completely honest. I mean, I, I look at Dabble Sweeney and I say to myself, what were you thinking when you said what you said? Because you should be concerned about motivating your team, not your opponent. And <laughs> you did a pretty good job of motivating your opponent. Congratulations, by the way. You're out of the college football playoff. Ohio State's moving on. I don't know how could you possibly sit here and you look at this and you say, wow, Dabba Sweeney, you did yourself a number. Because guess what? Justin Fields threw for six touchdowns. And the number one thing I look at was, oh my, oh my. Justin Fields is exactly who I thought he was. Because so much has been made about the 2021 NFL draft in terms of who are the best quarterback prospects. We all know about Trevor Lawrence, the golden, the golden guy with the golden locks, the hair flow, the great arm that he has at Clemson. Or oh, he's a once-in-a-generation talent. Can't miss. But we also knew about Justin Fields and just how good of a quarterback Justin Fields is. Before the season began... If you sat here and you told me that the two favorites to win the Heisman Trophy were going to be Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, I would have told you, yes, you are absolutely correct. Because that's how good Justin Fields has been. And oh, by the way, this is the same guy who went out and pushed the Big Ten to have a football season. And look where he is now. It wasn't easy to begin with. And then, oh, by the way, the Big Ten got out to a delayed start. And through it all, Justin Fields and, and the Ohio State Buckeyes said, you know what? We are going to absolutely take what's been given and make the best of it. Listen, in recent weeks, we've talked about how important Justin Fields is to the Ohio State Buckeyes offense. But we can't forget about Trey Sherman. Trey Sherman has been absolutely amazing in the last couple of weeks. Remember, in the Big Ten Championship game, Sherman rushed for 331 yards, which is, by the way, a school record. Prior to that, he only rushed for 344 yards in the first five games. Think about that. Sherman was just as big in the college football playoff game against Clemson. He did have 193 yards on the ground, which was needed to balance the passing attack in which Ohio State came with. Because, listen, no matter what you said or what you felt, Ohio State was going to come out throwing the ball because they have that kind of offense. Justin Fields, Trey Sermon, I mean, goodness grief. That passing attack is... As, we, as you saw in the college football playoff game against Clemson, was absolutely there for all to see that was all on display. My, oh, my. You talk about Sermon, who had 61 yards receiving as well to go along with 193 yards on the ground, which gave him a combined 254 yards, all-purpose yards, 
running and receiving combined. But you talk about a guy who I really believe is going to be a pretty good quarterback at the next level. But here's the thing going back to Justin Fields. And that is that Justin Fields did most of the damage in the game against Clemson after taking an absolutely cowardly of a hit from Clemson linebacker James Skalski, which led to Skalski being ejected from the game. And you talk about not only showing his talent, but the grit and the determination to continue to play through that game, especially with a painful rib injury. That shows that shows me a lot. And yes, I'm going to be one of those that says very bluntly and openly that that performance definitely raised Justin Fields' stock in the NFL draft come the spring. I will even go as far as to say this. I look at Justin Fields and I say, wow, you show me an awful lot. You show me what you can do, your willingness to play through pain, through adversity. He went through his fair share of adversity in 2020. But for him to put on the show that he did in a college football playoff against Clemson, a team that has gotten to the national title game in the previous two years, that's pretty impressive. That's very, very impressive. But what's even more impressive to me is when you look back at that game and you look at what Clemson was able to do offensively and you talk about Dabo Sweeney continued to disrespect Ohio State, there is no way that you were going to tell me that Ohio State wasn't going to come out motivated, ready to fire on all cylinders. That wasn't going to happen. That was not going to happen. And they sure enough did. By the time we got to halftime, to be frank with you, I thought that this game was over. I mean, offensively, Ohio State looked absolutely phenomenal. And Trey Sermon was the biggest difference maker in the game. Yes, Justin Fields threw for six touchdowns, but Trey Sermon really made a huge difference. This is no disrespect to Justin Fields at all. However, I will also point this fact out as well. The running game was important in that game against Clemson. For example, Clemson. Look at the Clemson side of things. You talk about Travis Etienne. You talk about a guy who who rushed for 107 yards against the Buckeyes in the last season's Fiesta Bowl. Ohio State made it a point that Etienne was not going to be a factor in that game. That's the part that I found to be really important and impressive at the same time. That Ohio State wasn't just going to beat you offensively. That they were going to take away, arguably, your best option on offense. Apart from Trevor Lawrence. Travis Etienne wasn't even much of a factor. He only had 32 yards on 10 carries. So, all in all, let this be a lesson learned for Dabo Sweeney. Save your talking for on the field. Don't try to disrespect your opponent by giving them bulletin board material. Here's the irony in all of this, by the way. 
Don't you know that this is the same coach who, for years, has said, well, Clemson is disrespected. Oh, Clemson is overlooked. They don't get the credit they deserve. Partly because of the confidence they play in, but no. This has been one of the best programs in the country that plays in a pretty good conference, and that is the ACC. Yet, you were the one dishing out the disrespect to Ohio State. Oh, they don't belong here. They only played seven games or six games going into the college football matchup against Clemson. How ironic. How ironic is it, huh? The man who throws stones, who lives in a glass house, is the one who has to live with cleaning up the mess of the broken glass. Broken glass equals broken dreams of a national championship and another one with Trevor Lawrence who, by all accounts, is expected to declare himself for the 2021 NFL Draft. As for what happens next, who knows? I just hope that Dalva Sweeney does not make the same mistake again in the future. You shouldn't throw stones at it if you live in a glass house. And Dabo Sweeney is living proof that you can't be throwing stones and you got nothing to show forth. And now you got to live with the embarrassment of the fact that not only Trevor Lawrence did not have a good game, but your running game was almost non-existent. So basically being non-existent, I'm just going to be honest about it and not be too nice. So I'll ask you this, college football fans out there. Was this matchup between Ohio State and Clemson an indication of what kind of quarterback Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields will be? Or do you think that both teams game-planned each other to the point where it was going to be a matter of execution? I think that Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence will be two pretty good quarterbacks in the NFL. But I do think also that if you look at Ohio State and you look at what they have accomplished this season so far, they still got a national championship game to play against Alabama on January the 11th. I do think that this is a game that we're going to look back on and say, man, Dabo Sweeney was absolutely better off not saying anything to motivate his opponent at all. Coming up next, as promised as I would do during the last segment, thoughts on the events of yesterday. And in case if you are not ready to hear what I have to say, warning, it's going to hit you right in the armor. That and much more coming up next on the Shoopy Right Show on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. This is Shoopy Right. You are listening to 91.5 FM. WMFO in Medford, Touch Free Form Radio, streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app, globally on WMFO.org. And as always, this show, the Shooker Rate Show, available as podcast on iHeartRadio. of a brand new outdoor grill being hurled off a 20-story building. Now a stylish glass coffee table. An electric guitar. 
these are the things you could enjoy all cast into oblivion. Because when you throw away money on wasted electricity, you throw away everything you could have bought with it. Visit energysavers.gov and get tips on how to save energy and money. Then do things like switch to Energy Star light bulbs or Energy Star appliances, and you could save hundreds of dollars a year. So this doesn't happen to the recliner you've had your eye on, or this to the treadmill on your wish list, or this to the shiny new bike your kid's been asking for. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes? Their age? The way they speak? Would you notice a 16-year-old boy who got, got his first job, job, not for extra spending money, but to help feed his little sisters? Or a mother who's in between jobs and sometimes goes to bed hungry so her kids can have dinner? Or a 14-year-old girl who signs up to every after-school activity not to make friends, but just to get something to eat. Or a retiree who fell ill and had to choose between getting medicine or groceries. I am the one in eight Americans who struggle with hunger. People you pass by every day but never knew were hungry. I am hunger in America. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council. I always look forward to Rosano Radio on WMFO Medford 91.5 FM. Bringing you the hottest tracks from around the globe. From around the globe. I always look forward to Rosano Radio. With your host... FR, 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 Mondays at 10 a.m. Rosano Radio on WMFO Medford 91.5 FM and live worldwide at WMFO.org. Mondays at 10 a.m. Rosano Radio, only here on WMFO. Can you tell if the surfaces in this kitchen are crawling with bacteria that could cause chronic arthritis? Listen. Can't, can you? You can't see it either. Wash surfaces, utensils, and hands frequently with soapy water while preparing food, especially when handling raw meats or eggs. Raw food may contain bacteria that can make you very sick or worse. One in six Americans will get sick from food poisoning this year, and roughly 3,000 will die. But you can keep your family safer by cleaning with soap and water as you go. Learn more about this and other important information. Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. That's foodsafety.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The moment my son saw a redwood tree. It's huge! Is the moment I knew that for him. You can't even see the top of that 
Even the sky has no limit. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Shukri Wright Show on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford, Tusk Freeform Radio, streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app, globally on WMFO.org, available as always as podcast on iHeartRadio on the Shukri Wright's podcast. And I want to take the time to talk about something major that happened yesterday and that it is still very much a topic of discussion today. And I'm going to talk about it because this is a conversation that you and I need to have. It's a conversation that we need to have as a society. And the problem that I have is that we are not having enough conversations where, frankly, there is a level of discomfort. We are so comfortable being comfortable that we don't know or don't want to know what it's like to be challenged in your comfort. Now, yesterday, everybody by now has heard about the storming of the U.S. Capitol building yesterday by by Trump supporters. And, And it's absolutely disturbing on so many levels. And throughout yesterday, yesterday afternoon, last night, I mean, dare I say, even to the early hours of today, that we saw just how much people were playing the what about this or what about that and what about this. And and frankly, it's disgusting. You have a lot of nerve talking about, oh, what about this? Or what about that? While you're not willing to acknowledge the very truth in all of this. And the very truth is, if those people were black or Muslim or any other ethnic minority, chances are they probably would have been shot on sight. They probably wouldn't have even made it inside the U.S. Capitol building. I need all of you to really think about this for a moment. They stormed. The U.S. Capitol building. Yes, the same U.S. Capitol building that is supposed to be safe, secure. Like, I had my brother who sent me a video yesterday showing that these same officers actually let them in. It wasn't even that they stormed or even or there was some sort of security breach. No. They let them in willingly. And in fact, I saw a video this morning, one of them taking a photo with one of these one of the officers or whatever, whatever law enforcement that they are. And I was just thinking to myself, hmm. You know what's funny? Like I said, if these folks were African American or if they happen to be Muslim of any ethnic origin, no way, no way in earth they get that far. There's no way. And I find it to be absolutely amazing how 
you still have people saying, but what about the Black Lives Matter protests? That was peaceful. And stop lumping the peaceful Black Lives Matter protesters with the violent looters that came later after the protests were already done and decide to wreak havoc. Stop combining those two because they're not the same. You should know that by now, seven months later, but we're still having that conversation. Or people are still saying, no, well, what about this? What about that? What? No, 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 no. I'm going to need you to keep that same energy. Keep that same energy that you had calling those Black Lives Matter protesters violent thugs, criminals, hoodlums. Let's call these same people for what they really are. Terrorists. Repeat after me. Terrorist. Terrorist. Because guess what? The media won't do it for you. So guess what? I'm going to do it for you. Whether you like it or not. Now, with all that being said, you want to know what else that bothers me and bothers me greatly? Is the fact that not only were they hanging Trump flags off the side of the the the, 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 the like the, the staircase that takes you up into the building, not only that they were flying Trump flags and amongst other things and so forth. It's the it's about it's the whataboutisms. Yes, the whataboutisms that. That have, that I have grown to absolutely detest at this point. Oh, what about what about um the, the violent protests? Well, congratulations, um people. Four people died yesterday. Four people during the occupation. You want to sit here and try to convince me otherwise? It, well, it's an exercise of the Thirteenth Amendment. Miss me with that malarkey, please. You want to exercise your 13th Amendment? Okay. How about you make sure that you don't have people die in the process? I'd like to challenge every single one of you out there, honestly. If you can go ahead and name at least one person who died during the Black Lives Matter peaceful protest back in June... I'll take back everything that I'm saying right now. I'll wait. You didn't hear a single casualty. Not one. But yet you have four people who died as a result of the occupation. And yet somehow people are finding excuses or trying to create excuses. Miss me with that, please. I ain't hearing it. I ain't hearing it this morning. I ain't here for it. Keep that nonsense to yourself. Keep that same energy. Those thugs that you call Black Lives Matter protesters who have to be of all different sorts of ethnicities and races. Yeah, I'm going to need you to keep that same energy. Them thugs, them hoodlums, them terrorists. And by the way, kudos to the NBA last night. For either taking a knee, locking arms, 
in solidarity with the decision that came down yesterday in Wisconsin regarding the shooting of Jacob Blake. You have a problem with peaceful protests when it comes to social inequality and systematic racism, but you don't have a problem with storming the Capitol building. It's their right. It is their right to it's their right to protest. That protest bothers you, but that one doesn't. Hypocrites. You're a hypocrite at its finest. I've had it up to here. And unfortunately, you can't see it because it's on radio. But the best way to explain it is I've had it up to here with the constant bashing of the peaceful protest and people who choose to peacefully protest saying, oh, stop killing us. You have a problem with that. But yet you have no problem with people dying after storming the Capitol yesterday. Tell me how that works. I want someone out there to sit here and tell me how that works. It doesn't work. The double standard is sickening on every level. You don't want athletes to peacefully protest. You don't want sports to get involved with social activism. But yet you have no problem saying, no, I love I love my guns. Well, I live the, the, the protest and storm the Capitol building. Well, oh, okay, people died. Oh, well, no big deal. Well, we still got to get inside the Capitol building and all is right with the world. Miss me with that. I'm going to need you to keep that same energy. Keep that same energy. You have no problem calling people of color or people who want to stand up for racial equality in this country, thugs and criminals, and lumping in with the, with the looters who destroyed businesses and so forth. Well, guess what? Those are the same thugs and terrorists who took over the U.S. Capitol building yesterday. And you have people that are dead. And you have a so-called president who's on his way out the door, by the way, who is absolutely ready and willing to enable these same type of people. Not so much by what he says, but also what he doesn't say. I don't need to explain myself any further than that. What's understood doesn't need to be explained. So yes, I am absolutely sick to my stomach right now. I am angry. And to all of you who at the station who I respect and I admire, I'm I'm not sorry for spe- for spilling my heart out in this particular segment. But what needed to be said needs to be said. Whether you agree with me, or disagree with me, that's fine. But I had to use this platform that I've been blessed with to speak exactly what's on my heart today. What we saw yesterday was an absolute disgrace. It was a disgrace. At while at the same time, what we saw from the NBA yesterday was absolutely beautiful, peaceful, trying to raise awareness for an important issue that has been brushed aside for too long in this country 
You tell me what's the real problem. Is it the peaceful protest or is it the people who are standing up for issues that have long affected them in this country? You tell me. Coming up next, we're going to talk about final thoughts. As always, right here on the Shukri Wright Show at 91.5 FM, WMFO in Medford. This is Shukri Wright. You're listening to 91.5 FM, WMFO in Medford. Touch free from radio streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app globally on WMFO.org. And as always, as part of the Shukri Wright's podcast on iHeartRadio On Demand. center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores you've ever had. In 01, we stayed up all night telling ghost stories with the neighbors. Yeah, I know I've got a bit of wear and tear. And sadly, in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Sparks from an improperly extinguished fire pit can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover keytar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I want to be a bike that races around the when country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest when I trail. Grow up, I want to be a rocking chair on when a sunny I up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a... 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 I want to be a...
When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Shukri Wright Show on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. Now it's time for Final Thoughts. Brought to you by your truly Shukrites of 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. Now, a lot has been made in terms of Tadano Chara leaving the Boston Bruins. And personally, I'm going to miss him dearly as a member of the Boston Bruins. I think that if you are the Bruins right now and you look at the Bruins as it currently stands are they better off with him or without him now i personally believe that the bruins are worse without him given that they have nothing that could possibly replace what he brings to the on the ice especially to the penalty kill and as well as what he brings in terms of as a captain as a leader but you have those segments of Bruin fans that are, that are saying, well, enjoy seeing the puck deflects off his stick or Char making an error in the neutral zone or anything like that. And personally, I don't think that those mistakes should be held against him. Let's face it. He's not the defenseman that he once was. He's won a Norris Trophy before, and he's been a finalist several other times. But the fact of the matter is, a loss like like Zdeno Chara cannot be overlooked, cannot be even begin to be really enumerate. I can't. I mean, just wow. And honestly, you talk about someone who is go- who is going to be a big loss for the Boston Bruins and the community in itself. And you see the work that he's put in. You know, going out in the community delivering pies for Mike's pastries. That's been a staple of his for years. You know, giving his time to meeting with children in, in Boston public schools and all of that fun stuff. And I really believe that this is a guy who has brought so much to this city, of course, which includes the Stanley Cup that he won in 2011. However, it was a sad day when it was announced a week ago that Zdeno Chara was going to go elsewhere and sign with the Washington Capitals. And even then, it just doesn't feel right that you are saying, Zidane Chara of the Washington Capitals. Like, it just it just doesn't feel right. That's to feel good to my spirit. However, with all of that being said, I am very happy to be back in 2021. Looking forward to many big things ahead whether it be for this show and as well as in terms of life in itself. And I look forward to better days ahead because better days are in fact coming. There is ease after every difficulty. Remember that. That'll be all for this week's edition of the Shukri Wright Show on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. I'll talk to you guys again next week. This is Shukri Wright signing off. You're listening to 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford.